Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Inside Out Alignment. Yes, our guest today is Melissa Grace, who is a dream interpretation coach and an intuitive reader with more than 20 years of experience in the healing arts. Melissa, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on this platform today. Thank you for accepting our invite. Thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you so much, Mary, for inviting me. I'm so excited to have the chance to talk with you. And um, I look forward to whatever our conversation, wherever our conversation goes. Definitely open-minded and just let it flow. So Melissa, you're more about intuition and dreams, dreams and intuition. Can mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about yourself? before we get into you getting, you know, into those dreams and, and what you actually do now? Um, yes, I, um, well, I guess as a, a dream interpreter, well, as a person, I, you know, began my own personal healing journey um, when I was 19 and, I uh, went into therapy for the first time and started really exploring my inner world. Um, and um, so I've been doing you know, inner work on myself for since, for since then, and I'm 51 now. So that's a long time exploring yourself. <laughs> and I know myself pretty well, but not as well as, you know, still there, there's so much to uh, learn and discover about, about who I am. So um, I, my, I worked in, I have, I'm an editor and a writer. That's what I was have been trained in. And then alongside of being an editor and writer, I've also uh, trained in different healing arts. I went to massage school and I trained in Reiki. And then around 2007, I discovered that I could channel information for people. Um, had some experiences doing some mediumship while I was doing uh, Reiki sessions. And I decided to do it professionally. And then along that, that time period, um, in 2001, I started to see a, a union oriented therapist. So, and it was through working with her and at dream circles that uh, in a dream group that I realized that I was, I was, I had a facility, you know, a gift for working with dreams. So um, that is, that's how I, you know, and then I decided to do that professionally with my therapist's blessing. So um that's that is the, the trajectory i've followed to where i am right now professionally um and uh, and personally i've always had and, you know, i've always had a kind of link to i'll say the spirit world um when i was young i had um predictive dreams and, and small, you know, little predictive dreams. And um, I, and my mother used to say I had the gift of empathy. And that has, that's true. I mean, not to, to my own horn, but I will say that it's one of the things I've had to work with in my life is being empathetic 
Um, I think it's one of the things I offer to people that I work with, but it's also something I've had to, it's kind of a slippery slope of having to um, know how to manage my energy so that I'm not too open to the world all the time. <laughs> Uh, and that's actually one of the things that that dream work helped me do is it helped me get in touch with my more what I what we'll call the animus side or the male side that was more protective and strong and not just the feminine side that was open and receptive. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. So 19 already working on yourself. Yeah, like that's a very young age. Mm. Because hmm, what was I doing when I was 19? Most of us, you know what I mean? <laughs> thinking about having fun and all that, thinking about the future that is going to just be, you know, and not really thinking about like really working on us, myself and things like that. So what prompted you to get to that space of trying to learn about yourself? And you mentioned one thing like you are here that uh, you've been exploring yourself, you know, for a very long time. I believe that we as humans, we evolve and there is no limit to how long we can evolve as life goes, as we go, we go through life. And not forgetting that uh, things are change, things change all the time. What we're experiencing today is not what was experienced, you know, 50, 100 years ago. And as time is going by, a lot is changing. So there is a lot to learn that we have, there's a lot that we have to accommodate into that we have to be able to uh, make up our mind or be aware of in order to be able to navigate into the world. So we keep evolving, we keep learning and uh, growing. So you shouldn't see like, oh, this, oh, you've been doing this for so long. No, you're just doing what you're supposed to, to do as a human. I think that's part of us being human. That's part of our uh, our life on this earth you know because i just feel like life is a learning experience as we go through even onto the last day i don't care if you're 100 years i don't care even even if we make 300 years we're still going to be learning something that something new is going to, is going to happen we're going to learn some other things and uh it just changes and is part of our uh, our being and part of living on this earth so um, thank you so much for bringing for talking about that. But yeah, tell us a little bit about you really going into exploring and trying to understand yourself and uh, finding yourself at the age of 19. What prompted you to do that? Um, well, pain. <laughs> um, I was in a lot of emotional pain and I kind of had to it was sort of a sink or swim kind of situation. I had to, um, I was, I was suffering I, emotionally and I had to figure out why. So I started to read books on, on psychology and psychological mm -hmm. growth. And um, I read books on shame. I read, um, there's a, a book that, um, a lot of people read called the drama, the drama of the gifted child by Alice Miller, which was a very important book for a lot of people, a lot of women my age. Um, but uh, that sort of helped me to understand what may have been happening to me. So that that was part of 
really what led me to that, you know, is basically having a difficult childhood and having a, um, uh, and being kind of forced and when I was younger to really look at myself. And I think, you know, it, I had to learn at a young age that I was responsible for what, um, what kind of life I was going to create hmm. because, um, I understood that, I mean, it, it just became clear that I, I didn't have that like get out of jail free pass that a lot of people have when they're young and they can just mess around and they do stuff. It, like I didn't have that because I was so unhappy and so sad that I, um, you know, it, and I had to realize that no one else could really heal me, but me. And I, and I think a lot of people, I mean, some, some people may hit up against that later in life, um, but I think everyone has their own template of growth, mm -hmm. you know, of like when everyone has their own path. And for me, that was it was early on that I just hit came up against that. And and I wanted to say I really loved what you said about how life is about learning. That it really is about learning and growth. Um, and evolution, it, it made me think of, you know, until the very last day that we're here, we have a chance to learn. And it, and it made me think of um, one of my aunt, my aunt Betty, um, unfortunately, she died in her mid forties of lung cancer, but she was an educator. She was a teacher and on her deathbed, she said, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And, and I think, um, that's just so, is so beautiful, you know, that she, she was so open to that, but also it, it is, I think it's true that until our last breath, we are learning about what it is to be human, what it is to be um, spirits and a body, like what we're supposed to be learning here and that we're constantly evolving, especially if we're open to it, um, that any situation that we encounter we can use it to grow. I mean, <clears throat> Ram Dass used to say, grist for the mill. Everything is grist for the mill. <laughs> so at, when I was 19, I had a lot of grist for the mill. I had a lot of stuff to put in the mill and <laughs> process. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, I mean, is that your experience too? That that you find lots of that you uh, lots of opportunities to grow in your life, or that there's you know that difficulties are a way to um, enhance your evolution. Oh, def definitely. I um, looking at life and many things that I have gone through. I believe that uh, everything that happens in life does, it happens for a reason. And um, it's the response we have towards a situation, a condition or whatever mm -hmm. happens that really matters because everything that happens in life just comes, you know, it comes without a given name to it. It is us who give, you know, the meaning to it. If we look at it as something that's going to break us down, it definitely will break us down. If we look at, at it as something that there is a lesson for us to learn from that and evolve, 
we will find that lesson and we will evolve because in no way something will happen, no matter how hurtful it might be or no matter how uh, it might be maybe a great experience we enjoy. There is always something we can learn from that and staying open-minded to really strengthen our brains and our minds in order to learn and be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. And I think that having that mindset is very uh, vital as living beings, you know, and having that human experience in this world and understanding that this physical body is here just to have that experience in this physical world where we have to turn more inward, you know, mm. in that as that spiritual being in order to get those answers that will help us nav navigate with more strength and uh, tenacity about whatever happens in life and knowing that we are not alone. That is why uh, that power that breathes us is our truth. And it is only as loud as our willingness to listen to it and paying attention is very, very, uh, is very important. So mm -hmm. for me, um, looking back, maybe for a lot of things that have happened, I've learned to like, just to just look at the lessons and I've learned not to hold grudges against myself or anyone, but to look at the lessons that I learned and take forward me and living more train myself to be more compassionate to be more loving to be more caring to be more forgiving especially and um and live a loving life because there is really nobody else as you just as you said you are the one who's supposed to make yourself happy and that wasn't going to come from somewhere else you found that truth uh at a very young age which i really applaud and walking in that direction you know, has built you up to be that person we serve in others and helping them finding themselves to lead their dreams and which is really beautiful. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. That's Thank really you. awesome. I, I love what you said about um, there is that voice that leads <laughs> us, you know, the voice inside and it's only as loud as our willingness to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that um, working with intuition is like that. Um, that intuition is often perceived as this small voice inside of us. That and um, as a as a reader, it's as an intuitive reader, I had to learn to let go and really trust in that voice. For it's still very hard to listen to it for myself. <laughs> All of uh, us, but, but most it, of us, right? Yeah, but it, but that's. I feel like that's. It's so key to um, to living the life that I want to live is listening to that voice, that still small voice inside of myself, and helping others to do that too. And I, and I think that's something that when I'm doing readings for people that often they'll say it validates what they already knew, that that there was something inside them that already knew what I was telling them, but a reading was like an amplifier, it, you know, it, it that amplifies the message so that they can really learn to trust themselves more. So it's it's like an interactive process. So um, getting a reading helps them actually learn to trust their own intuition. And, it, and it's the same thing with dream images too, that dreams can, um, because they originate from within us, that 
the images in our dreams are our own. And so when we learn to like unpack them like, or listen to them, listen to what they're saying, that um, it helps us, all, it, th that is kind of an intuitive process of just, you know, one of the things that we do in dream work is if somebody appears in our dream, like even an animal or an object or a person, um, that is mysterious to us or we don't know why they're there that will in our mind talk to them we'll say what would that what would that what do you think that being you know that animal wants to say to you that cat wants to say to you that's and and it it's interesting what will come popping up into your mind might have something really important to say to you but that's an intuitive process mm -hmm. um and it's that what we go for is that aha moment, that sense of, oh, <laughs> because when that happens, then you know that whatever you're listening to is your intuition, is something that you can trust. It's a part of you that you can trust. So it, it's a, a way of accessing that knowledge in you that we all carry um, in making yourself your own authority Mm -hmm. in what is best for you and I and I think that's part of the spiritual path um at least it has been for me is learning that I am my own authority on my growth on what I need in my life and um how I feel and what I need to do to move forward that I have had helpers in my life that help me listen to my authority and that is why I strive to do for the people I work with, but it's in me, you know, and it's in you and it's in everyone has their own, you know, has their own voice that is uniquely their own. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you do have uh, moments that have the turning points in your, in your life, things that like, what was that moment that you felt like, uh, I need to do this, or I need to make certain decisions, or I really need to, what was like that mm -hmm. call to action? Yeah, I, I, you know, there was a time in my life, um, not too long ago, uh, when, see, around 2011, I lost the job, uh, the, the magazine that I worked for went out of print. And for a long time, um, you know, I'd always wanted to do dream interpretation work and all this and, and, and do my work as an intuitive more, a focus on it more. So I, when I lost my job at the magazine and another lifelong dream I had was to live by the ocean. So I decided when I lost my job, I was encouraged by a lot of people. And I, there was a friend out here, a friend in California who said, you know, I'll, uh, we'll give you a break on rent and you can come out here and see how it's like. And so I left and I, I left this place. I lived for 14 years and all of my friends and went out to California and it was, it was hard. <laughs> As anyone who lives in California would tell you. Um, and then after a year of being here, I got, I got sick and I got a, uh, a life threatening illness. And during it, it, it was just, it was a very, it was definitely the worst time in my life that 
I was struggling with an illness. I was struggling to make money. Um, where I was living, you know, I lived in an apartment that was really suboptimal, and it was a, it was a difficult time. And I found inside of myself that I needed something to live for. I needed something to live for. And um, what I what came through as, as this this passion was dream work. It was dream work that this is what I really wanted to do. And I think what going through that experience taught me is, you know, I was 42, 43, that um, I still had this sense that I had a lot of time, you know, that I didn't really, I mean, I thought about more mortality, but not in a way where I thought, you really got to get stuff done. <laughs> like, it's like, you, you know, like you don't have forever to figure out what you want to do with your life. So in a way it was kind of a classic midlife crisis, um, but it, uh, it really, it made me focus on what was important to me and what was, what was, what was real for me. And, and not just my work, but also um, relationships and, and, and love. And I really felt, you know, when I was, really facing, you know, I didn't know whether I was going to live or die. Um, I mean, it, I, I felt that in that space, what I felt was that the most important thing was love in my life. That love is all we have, really. I felt that that, you know, that it was all that I had in the end and that it was the relationships I had created in my life that were the most important thing I had created. So that there was, that was most important. And then the, what I really, like my passion for what did I wanted to do in my life, doing dream work, uh, working with people, uh, doing a kind of uh, the, the uh, intuitive readings and helping people, navigate their lives, um, it came time to really focus on that. And so after I had recovered, I, I met my partner now that I have now, and, um, and he and I created a life together where I could do my dream work um, more frequently, <laughs> that I could put more attention, that I could put more attention on it. So that, yeah, that is, that is, uh, that was my turning point. That was, it was one of many in my life, but that was the most recent one and probably the most, the most powerful one, definitely the most powerful one. Yeah. It taught me to, uh, to cherish the moments, mm. every, every moment that we have, um, to not take life for granted and to be compassionate with myself and those who are who are struggling yeah beautiful and thank you for sharing that with us appreciate it yeah 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 and um what advice would you give to your 21 year old self <laughs> Stop chasing unavailable men. 
That was a funny one. <laughs> um, I'm serious. Seriously, yes, I definitely. If I can sit my 21 year old self down, definitely a big conversation I would have with her. But I think, I think, um, don't wait so long to go after what you really want to do. Believe in yourself. Believe that you have the capacity. You believe mm -hmm. that you have something to offer. Um, don't doubt yourself and don't put so much, stop being such a perfectionist and do not, um, do not apologize for your needs. Do not apologize. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I think that that also the, what that turning point taught me was to prioritize myself. And up until that point, even though I'd done a lot of work on myself, there was, you know, this still this tendency to put other people's needs before my own and not in a good way. Um, I think some added, you know, I'm very service oriented and I believe in serving, having an attitude of service to my work um, and to how I live. But um, I think if there was an emotional component to why I became sick, I think part of it may have been that I wasn't placing enough attention on my own needs. So that's okay. definitely something, yeah, that I, I would tell my 21 year old self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Because sometimes we uh, we feel like self-care is we're being selfish. Yes. Right. But we forget that we have to be the first version of ourselves or we have to be, be taken care of so we can also give the best of us to other people. You know what I mean? But exactly. it's often like we are not thinking that way. We just we just think the other way. Like if, you know, uh, they might feel like I'm selfish or I am, but no, we should be able, we should think about taking care of ourselves because it's just like love. They say, you cannot give something you do not have. You have to, first of all, acknowledge love, love yourself, because it's only by loving yourself that you'll be able to know how to love some uh, another person, you know, to transfer that, you know, in your thoughts, in your words, in your deeds, in order to forgive, you have to, first of all, love. You have to love yourself to be able to understand what forgiveness and things like that, what they are. So mm. yeah, they all, you know, come around and fall into place, just letting us know that, um self-care is normal it's natural it's part of us and it empowers us to be a better version of ourselves and to be of service to others in a complete you know in our full self you know coming into place and actually actually doing that because at the end of the day when we try to just do what we're trying to serve other people we forget that we are just trying to fit in we in a sense, we try to fit in because we're trying to please other people, but we're forgetting mm -hmm. about ourselves, and mm -hmm. that can take a whole different turn. That you know what I mean, and oh, yeah. okay, it can take a whole different direction doing things like that and not being grounded in ourselves mm -hmm. before actually being out there and doing what we are supposed to do. Yeah, that's 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 exact. You say that very well. I what I liked is. Yes, we need to be grounded in ourselves and it's, and then we can be more complete. Like you use the word complete, which I really liked that we can be complete in ourselves 
um, we want to feel a sense of wholeness, a sense of connection to ourselves mm -hmm. before we put ourselves out into the world. Because if we try to do that, you know, we try to serve others before we feel that sense, then we're, we're going to be depleted and it doesn't really serve anybody else. Um, I like to think about my duty to myself. Yeah, because I often feel like about my responsibility to others, but I, I now I think about my duty to myself. What is my duty to myself? Um, and uh, it, and it's it's just it's so true that that we do think I struggle with that of of feeling selfish when I put myself first. Um, I think also being female, being a woman. Um, that many of us are raised to serve others. Uh, and so this idea that we would, um, you know, that, I, I mean, I think it's part of being compassionate with yourself too, is realizing that we are human and we have needs and um, taking care of them is part of, also part of what we're meant to do. <laughs> sure. Just taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's not very glamorous to take care of yourself, but <laughs> nobody's, you know, there aren't going to be any media outlets covering that. <laughs> Melissa meditated today, the story at five, but, um, so, <laughs> but it's, but it, uh, it's, it's so, it's so very important. Yeah. So very important. It is. It mm. is. It is. What would you say to somebody who is like still finding difficulties to uh, to find or to get to their dream, to get to that place of uh, being intuitive and actually getting yourself to live your dream or live the life you're meant for? Somebody who is still having challenges to to do that. Mm. Well, I think I I think that I I mean it, it's a, a kind of a difficult question for me because I um, honor where every anyone is at you know mm -hmm. where anyone is at in the process is right where they're supposed to be um, to for their for their learning for their growth but I think that. Um, learning to, to make small steps that are in the direction of where you want to go and seeing how it feels. I, um, because I think a lot of people, and I know I myself hold myself back out of fear or in self-doubt and, and, a, and a fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. what will happen if you know if I make a mistake or just uh, a just general fear of the unknown so taking small little steps gives you a chance to to face whatever anxiety comes up you know with the first step that you take like okay you know I, I dipped my my toe in the water and now I'm afraid of this mm -hmm. and that other thing and so it's that so whereas if you just jump into something it can be totally overwhelming and then you just shut yourself down um 
So I, I think that, and I think also um, a lot of people who are healers in the, in the healing field are perfectionists um, who, and they, um, so giving yourself permission to make mistakes, knowing that you are going to make mistakes. Like I know I'm going to make mistakes. I think, you know, when I started doing dream circles, I said to myself, I know I'm going to make mistakes. I know. And we, and we all do. We all yeah, do. We all, we all we fall make and get up and keep going. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and making that okay. Yeah. It's part uh, of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th I think those things are imp important. And I also think in terms of following your intuition, it's the same thing that if you're, if you have a, um, one of the things I've, I've always loved is a little practice and I, I didn't, uh, this doesn't originate from me. It's something I heard a long time ago, but I really like is the idea of if you have um, a, a question, even if it, even if it's, what should I do today? What should I do with my day off? That closing your eyes and seeing what the first thing that comes to your mind is. And then seeing what it is, what it's like to follow that. Or like if you have a nagging feeling or like a nagging voice in your head that says, do this, do this, do this, to act on it and you know, a small thing and see and see what happens. Um, and I think that a trust in the intu intuition develops over time as every time as you act on it and get positive results and you act on it and you get positive results and now there's several times and many times of doing that you start to really um the, that small voice is not something you ignore anymore it's something that you actually really listen to and if don't act on it, at least you seriously entertain so um I think that's, and I also think that along the lines of taking little steps, I think going slowly can be very helpful for some people um, because I think uh, whatever that means for a person going slowly, but I think for some people that um, just you know, deciding to quit their jobs and go after what they want or something or what something could be so traumatizing to all their to their energy fields that figuring out a way to integrate some small piece of what they want into their daily lives could be a, a way of slowly starting to make change so yeah Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. So, uh, Melissa, where can the audience find you? Um, they can find me at thenightisyoung.com. The I have a, a Facebook page called The Night is Young. I have a Facebook dream discussion group called The Night is Young Dream Discussion Group that you can ask to join. And I'm on Instagram at The Night is Young dream guide um and if people want to reach right directly me to me they can just email me at the night is young at gmail.com and i should say young is spelled j-u-n-g as in carl young so it's not not the usual the night is young it's the night is young at j-u-n-g so it's a little play on words <laughs> awesome thanks for uh noting that uh what is when Mm, thoughts you leave with us today. 
Um, I would say, listen to yourself, trust in yourself. Um, in terms of, of dreams, listen to your images. Um, know that you have the answer to what your images mean to you. Um, and uh, believe, believe in yourself, believe that you can, you can grow and change and be the person that you want to be. Thank you so much, uh, Melissa. It's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on and having you share lots of light and, you know, lots of insights with us. Thank you so much for taking us, you know, into your space to even know you a little bit more and uh, your journey, which I am sure is going to be an inspiration for many out there. And uh, for where to find Melissa, I'm going to have her information on the description box of this episode. So you can go straight down and uh, connect with her, you know, for any questions or clarity on whatever you would love to, to know or about the work she's doing. So it's been an honor and always a pleasure to be here on Inside Out Alignment. Thank you for your support. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And until then, keep thriving. Thanks again, Melissa. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mary.